Hello, I'm Beatrice Valerie Nero, and you're listening to This is the Voice of the Prophet. I have walked in the office of the prophet since God revealed the anointing he has placed on my life for close to 40 years. This podcast is a new territory that he has assigned me that I pray will be done as God ministers. The purpose of this podcast is to share the word of God in a prophetic way under the anointing of the Holy Ghost as he ministers and speaks to my spirit as to what he would have me to speak to the listeners, you, his sons and daughters. You can help and support this podcast by telling your families, friends, co-workers, church members, and everyone you know about This is the Voice of the Prophet and how easy it is to tune in through any podcast server through this title. I also ask for your prayers. You can reach me with questions and comments by email at amiteagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net. And finally, you can always reach me at my website at www.amiteagle.com. And remember, if for some reason the podcast doesn't come through to you through your text or email or however you're receiving it, you can always reach This is the Voice of the Prophet on any podcast server. Thank you and God bless you. Now let's get into the word that God has for us for this week. Hello everyone. I pray that our Father's favor be yours today. Today's episode is entitled Front Porch Talk. On Friday, I had a very fulfilling conversation by phone with another believer in Christ. I met this man and his wife at a Bible study or perhaps a church many years ago when I first moved to my little hometown. Through the years, we've run into each other at churches, events, the gym, and he and his wife have even come to hear me speak at my former church. I've been invited in the past by this gentleman to minister at the church where he serves and fellowships as well. I've visited him and his wife at both their homes. They built a new home within the past couple of years, and he's on my list of recipients that I text the podcast to. I wasn't sure he was receiving them, or if he was, was he listening to what was being said? Well, sisters and brothers, he has received them, and yes, he's listening. Now, don't misunderstand me. It doesn't mean that he's agreeing to what I'm posting, but he's listening. Let me tell you that that nearly two-hour conversation that we had on that afternoon was absolutely invigorating. There was no arguing or debating. There was no anger or indignation. I listened to him, his disagreements and views. I listened to his perspective as far as racism in the body of Christ was concerned, and even to his beliefs with some of the Christian doctrines that I've addressed. What I found refreshing and encouraging was the fact that he also listened to me. The discussion, as far as I'm concerned, was not just fulfilling, but rewarding as well. Did I change his mind about anything? I don't think I did, at least not in that conversation. However, we talked, and without a doubt, 
the brother let me know that he's open to wanting to understand what's being said. We were able to have a conversation about racism in the body of Christ, so much so that again he has invited me to his home to talk at length about the matter. I'm truly looking forward to sitting on that beautiful front porch of theirs, and who's to say that perhaps at that time, others might be able to join in the conversation as well. What a wonderful front porch talk that would be. There was something else my white friend mentioned as we conversed. He shared with me an incident that occurred in his life as a much younger man. I won't go into specifics so that his identity won't be disclosed. However, he talked about a friend he had, a black man, who he would pick up for work every morning. One day, his black friend told him not to come back into his neighborhood because the people were talking about hurting or even possibly killing him. The black friend told him to give him a couple of days to talk to his neighbors. He did, and eventually things went back to normal, and he continued to pick up his black friend. I told my white friend that I believed the neighbors were suspicious of a white man coming into their black neighborhood and quite possibly thought that he was trying to spot some young black girl to rape. I explained that this was something that happened all the time, especially in rural areas such as the ones we live in and especially during those times. I explained, defended, justified, and even excused the actions of these black neighbors. It was not until later, the next day, as I was sharing the story with my oldest son, that he immediately responded to me, Mama, that's reverse discrimination. He continued, those people profiled him just because he was white. My son was absolutely right. In spite of my explanations and excuses, I was doing exactly what I was asking, what I am asking, the church and leadership to stop doing. I was ignoring racism by making excuses for an injustice that had occurred. We cannot ignore what's right in front of us. It's so unbelievably easy to do, but no matter the reason or excuse, it's wrong and it's racist. With all that I'm attempting through this podcast, I'm still learning and still being awakened to so much, even within myself. I hope we all are. We must come to a place where we say as the psalmist, create in me, not in others, create a clean heart in me, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. We need, the church needs to discuss, talk about, and uncover all racism in the body of Christ. Let's not let this situation go unaddressed. Here is a white man who was totally innocent in a black neighborhood, yet he was possibly and definitely unjustly seen as a potential threat. As men and the protectors of their families, the black men had a right to be concerned. What if he had been a pedophile or rapist? But was it right in the way they originally wanted to handle it? Does this sound familiar? Here was a man who, while doing what was right and good, could have lost his life. Sounds even more familiar? However, thank God 
someone intervened. And in this particular case, the black man did the right thing, which is what each of us, black or white, must take the responsibility for doing. But in reality, it never should have gotten that far. My next question is basically a homework assignment. If you're black and it had been in your neighborhood, what would you have done? If you're white and you were aware of a black person being racially profiled with the intent to harm him or her, what would you do? And finally, how should a situation like this be handled? I'd love to hear responses through the email or text, and better yet, right here through the podcast. Share this scenario with your family, friends, neighbors, and in particular, your church members. Don't allow for a wholly self-righteous attitude to disallow a true answer or response to come forth. Truly think about the situation and what you would do. If I get enough or any feedback, I'll share them with you next week. God's word says that one plants, another waters, but God adds the increase. As I've shared oftentimes with others, God never gave me the assignment to make others believe. It's my assignment to give them the word on which to believe. It's the Holy Ghost who brings convictions to the hearts and spirits of those who believe, those who choose to believe, even as he has brought conviction to my heart this week. This is why I continually repeat that this podcast is not to bring shame, condemnation, or for that matter, damnation to the body of Christ. It's not for debate or to prove who's right or who's wrong. It's to bring about conversation on the matters of what's real, what needs to be discussed in the church, and that issue is racism and white supremacy. Bottom line is that there's racism in all of us to some degree or another. We can go on never realizing and admitting that it's there. It can't and won't be ignored or silenced. It's been ignored and silent for too many years. This time, in this season, it will not go away. Even when pastors and leaderships decide that they'd rather have what they call or consider peace in their church as opposed to confronting the real matters deep within their own hearts and spirits, that peace will never, ever completely be there because they will always, always remember these times and moments when the members refused to acknowledge that other members were being unfairly and systemically conspired against by the very people who over and over again stated that they loved them. The Holy Ghost will continually bring that conviction to their hearts and spirits. I can only pray that he never stops bringing conviction to my own. However, let me add that if the time should come that one is no longer feeling that conviction from the Holy Ghost, then perhaps that may be the very time that their conscience has become sincered. Selah. I truly look forward to all such conversations like the one I had last week with my friend, and I hope you do too. 
Remember also that there are some that may feel intimidated about having such conversations with their members of the opposite race. In that case, share this podcast with them, especially with your pastors and leaderships, and continue to pray for them always. I pray that this episode has been enlightening to each of you, and I pray that you will share it with others, encouraging your church members, families, friends, neighbors, and co-workers to listen to the podcast, This is the Voice of the Prophet, on any podcast server. Until next Monday, remember that I am praying for each and every person who listens, asking our Father's blessings and favor upon you. God bless each and every one of you, and thank you so much for listening.